the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Little Phil Collins here on 710 KNUS. George Brockler filling in for the last time for the soon-to-be legendary Peter Boyles. Great texts, great phone lines. They are full. Kerry has been waiting on hold since yesterday. Kerry, you're on 710 KNUS. What do you think? Yeah, I'm calling you from Missouri. Oh, that's um, great. The Show Me State. Yeah, the um, I listened to Pete, his very first show on Brand X. How long ago was that? How long ago was that? I think, wasn't that during the Blitzkrieg? Wasn't he calling that? 20 years ago, maybe more. Yeah. Um, After, I remember how he came on, and he came on, um, as an aside, I became a regular on the show for a while. I mean, I met him several times later on, but after that first show, I went out and bought a uh, tape recorder so I could record the show. You know, you didn't have podcasts for that day and all of that type of stuff. And I would come home from work and listen to the tape. Um, I remember uh, what he did when on that first show is he basically said, um, why don't you call in and complain that I'm replacing, I think it was Hal and Charlie who replaced. Yeah. And uh, why don't we get it all out on the air that... Uh, you don't want me here. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went on from there. Um, I well, did know. see the first time I met him was on one of those sponsored cruises. Uh, did you go I on one of the cruises on, too? No, I wasn't on that one. But by coincidence, I was on the same boat that he was on. And I was shooting crafts in the casino. And he came walking through. And that's the first time I met him. Um, and then I, you know, I, I went to several of the events that he had, you know, the motorcycle shop. Yeah, right. Or the, right. Gun, the gun store. Um, I mean, you'll hear a lot about, you know, the Thanksgiving Day Parade and all of that. But he had to have a photographic memory at the book reviews that he did. You know, it was just a dream to listen, have him call an author, you know, and he'd Pick out a book, and he'd already read the book. Yeah. I mean, how many, uh, you know, radio hosts actually read, uh, you know, the book before they actually talked to the oh, author? Oh, that's a great point. I think I, you're right. I think a lot of people that interview authors do the Cliff's Notes or something. I don't think there was any question Pete read the book, you know. And you bring up another good point. I don't know if it's photographic memory, but his ability to recall the things that yeah. he had read and put it all together in a thread. And, I mean... It's impressive. It's a little daunting, too, especially for the guy who was sitting across the table from him during some of our transition talks over the last few months. I realize I'm at a significant information disadvantage. I mean, the only thing I'm bringing to the table is my extra weight and uh, the fact that I talk goodly, you know. But let me ask you this before we, we move on. Carrie, thank you so much. for the Great memories, and by the way, a testament to the man that you would go out of your way. To, I mean, you created the first podcast, the PeteCast. You created them before they existed. Um, what's your what's your favorite memory? If there's something you listen to on the radio that just sticks out in your head, if you have one, what is it? 
Oh, that was awesome. Well, I mean, obviously, uh, Thanksgiving Parade was really a special treat. Uh, even being, you know, a thousand miles away, I, I go in on the podcast that night. Yeah, yeah. So I can pick, I can pick out, you know, the four podcasts that you can by the hour, and you can pick those out. Um, of course, I met him on the boat, but then I met him on a couple of the uh, events. And he was a regular guy. He knew the motorcycle people. You know, the people who went to the gun shop. Uh, that photograph, his recall was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, ridiculous. His facility with facts is just, it's unfair. Just, it's unfair. And he had a ton of notes. I think you probably know that. Uh, you he should see up. him here at the studio, Carrie. Uh, when I come in to replace him, I'm bringing my uh, iPhone and optimism. And this dude is surrounded by a tree's worth of paper that he has printed yeah. off either that morning or the day before preparing highlights, notes. I mean, the amount of preparation and organization that yes, he had yes, into this. Sir. Granted, it was the kind of preparation and organization that was probably something more consistent with the 1990s, but in terms yeah. of the paper, but this guy had it all going on. He would leave stuff for me. And I'm like, my brain isn't big enough to absorb as much stuff as yours. So sometimes I'd get to use it. Sometimes I would just save it in, in my little locker here at the station. I've got a ton of Pete's things that he handed me. And I'm like, I got to get to these at some point, but r- really incredible uh, stuff. Yeah. Well, Carrie, yeah, I, mean, who, okay, I appreciate well. too, that you moved with him, not just from station to station, but you physically moved to another state and continue to listen yeah. to him. Oh, always. I mean, that's the way you wake up in the morning. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's an hour time difference. We're in an hour time difference. Um, and sometimes I went to sleep with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me, You're not alone. Carrie, yeah. <laughs> what a great set of memories. This will, this will be a great for a podcast for Pete to download and listen to. Um, the fantastic. Thank you, Carrie. I appreciate it. Carrie's line is open 303-696-1971. Here's one. I'm 33. I've listened to Peter my entire working life. My mornings will not be the same without him. And that's from Mike. Here's one. I'm bereft. Left Denver two years ago. Still listen every day. There's nobody like him anywhere in the country. That is just great stuff. More texts. I'll get to those too, but I want to keep going to the phone lines. 303-696-1971. Scott, you're on the Peter Boyle show. Good morning, Colonel. It's Scott the RN. Oh, never Scott, calls. you never call. You light me up every day with fantastic and insightful texts. And about half the time, I text you back, "Please call in," and you never do. So this is a huge honor. <laughs> well, it's as much to Peter, of course, because of his sure, time. Of course. Of course. Um, just it's it's going to be a it's the end of an era. I will miss. My daily dose of triumph and Rick Emmett during the introduction. Right uh, the song "Fight the Good Fight." It's so um, classic, Pete, isn't it? I mean, you just every time I hear it, I'm like, "Oh, Pete Boyles." And uh, why I don't call is because if we've talked about, we've texted about this because of where I work and yeah. um, people like Peter and Randy and Stefan and yourself yeah, are able to speak for those of us who because of where we work and we cannot speak openly, um, really are our voice out there. Um, we're, it's, it's kind of funny that some of us are hiding in the shadows, but we have really not too much choice. Um, Peter is the, – the Denver community, the, the Front Range community, is charitable community is going to miss him so much for all he's oh, done 
with with MC1, with the, the, the toy run for Children's Hospital, where I've met him at both of those. I ride motorcycles and motor scooters. Uh, and, in fact, there'd be something if you guys, because it's going to be a little bit of a roast tomorrow, if you could find a picture of him with his black Vespa motor scooter that he had for a time before I think his uh, Harley buddy said, you can't have that thing anymore. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Not with us. Yeah, Billy, we had to get to on that. that, that around from Glendale to some of the events downtown. It's easy to get around on a motor scooter versus a, a big bike in the city, but uh, he's it's it's going to be a great miss, and I know uh, KNUS will get somebody that will help and you hope so. as best as possible fill the, the holes with him being gone. Um, Kerry took a little bit of my thunder about the uh, the book reviews. Oh, my goodness. I know. He, he got me to read so many different books because of all the That's people huge. he would bring on and, and, and movies and things. I mean, he read and had the tender bar person on more than once, and and that got me to read that and then watch the movie. And if you want to get a feeling of Peter's uh, life growing up, that that book and that movie that came out last year, the tender bar is, is something that he he always referred to. It's it's amazing. It's just amazing. So Scott, no, I, uh, I want to be more you, like for Pete. your time. No, no, I appreciate. Stay on Sam because I want to tell you. I, I want to be more like Pete. And do the reading the books and do the book, but I feel like I'm more like Stefan, and that is watch the movies. Let's talk about the movies. Do you know what I mean? And then no offense to Stefan, I just I feel like that's my that's my lifestyle right now. Is I can watch it on my phone, I can watch it on a Kindle Fire, but the reading, the the commitment, and I think the joy that he had in reading and absorbing these things and then talking about them, it was palpable. I mean, and you really felt like you could be sitting with him and the author, you know what I mean? In, in a, in a room somewhere over a coffee, just listening to them have a conversation. And it's so hard to find someone who can bring that to the table. Uh, do you have a favorite interview story memory amongst the, amongst the ones that you've uh, kept over the years? There are far too many. I mean, I, I love that he had his connections with Dr. June Depp and, and that Dr. June Depp is, is brave enough and able in his position with ever his medical facilities he works at to come on the air and speak his mind freely. He's so valuable. He didn't, he, he didn't have to hide like some of us have to. Um, no, but favorite memories. I love Thanksgiving day parades. I, I've loved meeting people at MC one and, and uh, children's hospital toy runs. Um, there, there is no, he's just so encompassing in the uh, Denver Metro um, scene and uh, he's going to be he's going to be missed. Well, Scott, there are people who are out there, as you can imagine, who don't understand talk radio and the value it brings, don't appreciate it. And there are those who want to dismiss it. But, you know, between Pete and his listeners like you, I think that people are starting to appreciate that. Look, it has a very important role, an indispensable role. And while the podcasts are great, don't get me wrong. There is something about the ability to have a live, real, almost in-person conversation with someone about things that are going on. Like you get to call in and talk to Pete. Uh, those are things that aren't replaceable with other technology. No, I agree. I'm honored that you would call in, buddy. I hope you do it again in the future, but I get the reason why you don't. Scott, fantastic listener. Thanks, man. Thank you, sir. Hey, that's Scott. His line is open, 710-KNUS, 303-696-1971. Tom, you're on the Peter Boyle Show with George. What do you think, sir? 
Good morning, George. I'm a first-time listener, long-time caller. Uh, <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> one, of, one, of, one of Pete's favorite lines. So. Yeah, it uh, is. You're right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm a fourth-generation Coloradan, and, and I'd listened to Pete back as a young kid, and uh, it got me off of catching it one time when you were just listening to rock and roll in the morning, and then pretty soon you're listening to him and Ken Hamblin. Oh, great. And, you know, oh, oh, yeah, it goes back to Hal and Charlie and just all that kind of, and he's, he, he taught me so much and he helped me with things as I've grown. I'm a contractor, so I'm busy and I worry about the front of a paycheck versus the back, but he would fill my mornings for me with, with unfiltered news, what's going on here in Denver and what's really happening. Um, that would he would keep things to the surface that the that the news channels will normally not carry, and it was important. I think it's important to the people of Denver what he did with that kind of stuff. Uh, I would always argue with him on some of the. I think sometimes his conspiracy stuff gets carried away, and and we, we I would call in to lock horns on some of that, especially the Iraq War, because I sent my kids, and uh, I, I felt he was uh, 180 degrees wrong on that thing. But it's uh, you know those are topics for another day. But he you know his mornings with his interviews. And his guests were paramount to guys like us don't have time to read a book. It would give a lot of insight and help us select, make good selections on books. And uh, one of my favorite conversations with him was not too long ago before uh, his incident was uh, they were talking about books and which books would you read. I called in and asked him, is there a book you wish you hadn't read? (laughs) And uh, (laughs) that opened up quite a topic. So it really was it rainbow fish. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I had gotten a book when I was eighteen that I had no business reading, George, and that uh, was a, a book called The Carpetbaggers, and I was like, I can't believe I'm reading this. It, it was, and then I thought to myself, I'm sure somebody, everybody's probably picked up a book and said, Oh man, this is dark, or yeah, yeah, I can't I read this. I should yeah. read that. So yeah, but I'll be there tomorrow, and I look forward. to Oh, fantastic, man! Please, please say hi. It's sometimes you hear people on the radio. We've got regular callers, as you know, Pete does. And and it, you can't put a face with the voice sometimes, and uh, and that's you know really George, cool. I had yeah. you come to a ABC event when you were running for governor, uh, our legislative committee. So we've met. I'm with Griner Electric here in Denver, and and uh, I love you know, Griner Electric. <laughs> I love Griner Electric. As you know, Chris and I went to high school. I mean, uh, college together. But see you both college together. That's correct. That's yeah, right. So, she, she's uh, a she's a know, best buddy of one of my best buddies. She's a great lady. Yes, sir, and uh, we just thank the world of you, and I'm glad you're there to uh, soften the blow for Pete's leaving, and we'll look forward to you in the future, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Oh, brother, great call. I will see you tomorrow. Thanks, my man. Hey, that's Tom calling in. Great memories. I love this. 303-696-1971. Let me just get you caught up the, the wall here. And, again, give us what you think is the best name that we can honor Pete with and the wall of hate, because we can't keep it as the wall of hate because Pete's moving on. We're going to give this a name. Some of the suggestions have been brilliant. The players in Sugar Wall of Love just <laughs> and it has a certain tactile, sticky feel to it. <laughs> I like that very much. Here's some other thoughts from folks. If Denver approves the drug injection sites, they should call them the shoot in, P- <laughs> in P- Pete's honor. Frankly, if they approve them, it's probably because Pete's not on the radio anymore. I mean, that's the other thing. I know someone's going to call in and talk about this, but... Listen, not everything that gets talked about on radio turns into action, but I don't think you can really argue with the fact that Pete and Stefan and Mark and all this, the stuff that they did to highlight that crazy-ass idea in Denver kind of derailed it, right? At least for the moment. Nobody thought it was put to bed forever, but, man, those guys did some great radio for that. The phrase that best describes Peter to me, quote, I'm just a reader.
However, that would often be followed with him arguing with the subject matter expert guest. Classic Pete. (laughs) These are great insights that you can only get from being a lifetime listener to Pete. We'll miss the Thanksgiving Day Parade and the on-location Halloween shows to find ghosts. Oh, that's right. That I forgot all about that. Alexa, great memory. I went to the last one at Grant Humphrey's Mansion. God, I'd forgotten all about those. Uh, George, there are many shadow warriors out here. Fantastic. I admire Pete's professional aspect, but his greatest role in my life was as a matchmaker. Oh, amazing. 13 years ago, he introduced me to the man who's now my husband. Thanks, Pete. Rob and I will see you tomorrow. Man, this is emotional stuff. I mean, you can't. When you listen to people call in and say, I followed him from station to station, that's impressive. The people who say, I took him with me when I left the state, come on, man. Who, who gets stuff like that? If Pete had a national show, that's one thing. you got to put effort into that. That is really impressive. Uh, 303-696-1971. We're going to get back to the phone calls right now. Let's go to, hang on. Mark, you're on 710 KNUS. Hey, this is Mark. I, uh, I used to listen to Hal and Charlie. And I, I, I thought they were dead, and I remember Pete interviewing <laughs> Hal, and I just uh, I I never got to, and I got to thank Hal, you know, for uh, just everything he did, and, and and listening to him, and I, and just listening to Pete talk about stuff besides politics, listening to him talk about wrestling, and he interviewed a uh, a Texas Ranger, uh, he he just opened my eyes to a, a lot of things. He opened my eyes to there's there's a real world, and then there's a a world of theater that sometimes we're looking at. Um, I, I used to think that war in Iraq was just until I, Pete really opened my eyes about that. And I feel like I, he, he helped me be a critical thinker and I just, uh, I'm going to miss Pete and, uh, I just, I wish him the best and, uh, I just want him to enjoy time with his grand grandkids. And I just wanted to thank Pete for opening my eyes. Yeah. Great memories. Do you have any one in particular that jumps And I know there's a billion of them, but any that jumps out in your Uh-oh. mind, like this interview, this story, uh, the Texas he interviewed a Texas Ranger, and this was on Brand X, and he, uh, he he was talking to a guy that would hunt fugitives on horseback, wow. and it was just him. This Texas Ranger was just out out in the bush for for a month at a time, him and his horse and his pistol, and Pete interviewed this guy, and I felt like I was living in the old west listening to that, and I he he brought so many different stories uh, of wrestling. Um, just so many things other than just politics. I mean, he just was a great storyteller, a great, he was like my history teacher that I never had that I wish I had. And, uh, he just opened my eyes to, uh, to the truth about the way things really work. And he used wrestling as an analogy for that. He did. Uh, I'll say this too. I, I, and maybe you're like me, I don't care about professional wrestling, but when Pete talks about it, I care about professional wrestling. Like all of a sudden, I'm listening to this thing. If someone had said, hey, do you want to talk about professional wrestling? I'd say no. But when I tuned in and listened to Pete, his passion for it and his knowledge of it is something that's compelling enough. I just keep listening. And that, that's a testament well, to the storyteller. Well, now in politics and in the media, I can see who are heels and who are baby faces. And I, I can see how it's a, <laughs> how it's a play. I can, I can see the play now. So anyway, I just want to um, tell Pete that uh, I, I'm going to miss him, and there's going to be uh, and I, and I pray that you um, do well in your career, and I yeah, will listen you. to you. And uh, I just uh, 
I just wish him the best. Ah, great, great phone call, Mark. Thank you so much, and I know you'll be listening tomorrow. Listen, Mark's line is open at 303-696-1971. Paul, Carl, I promise to get to you after the break, but we got to keep having the breaks. As much as we could just do this uninterrupted, honest to God, for four, five, six, seven hours, uh, and I'll read some more text when we get back to you. But until that time, you're listening to George Brockler. For the last time, filling in for the legendary Peter Boyles right here on 710 KNUS. George Brockler with you right here on the Peter Boyle Show for the last time. Little Van Halen, 1984, jump. But don't you jump. Stay with us right here. Number 303-696-1971. You're going to call and get a busy signal right now because the phone lines are jammed as they have been. But I will alert you when one comes open. More uh, text right here. Here's a suggestion. The Wall of Hell. Uh, Super optimistic and positive, but I like where your head is. Peter is like... The greatest generation of radio, akin to losing our World War II veterans. It's a great loss to the industry and a horrifying loss to free speech. Boy, that is something right there. I imagine he will be thrilled to hear that he is likened to a World War II veteran just for the age part. Pete has been a great educator of mine for 30 years. His knowledge and his guest, I left Colorado four years ago. Thanks to the podcast abilities, I'm still connected in cannot pronounce this Kansas, Tonganoxie, Tonganoxie, Kansas. What a void he leaves. Man, that is so, so true. And uh, for any poor sucker that has to come in after him, it's like, and I mean this with no disrespect, but do you remember when John Elway retires? Back-to-back Super Bowls, 97, 98, says, I'm out, I'm leaving at the top of my game, and poor Brian Greasy has to come in behind him. And in the ensuing years, all Brian does is cripple both Terrell Davis and Ed McCaffrey um, and end and those careers early. But nonetheless, um, that's a tough spot to be in, uh, to follow in a legend right behind them under center. That is a very, very difficult thing. Really, the only person that may have come close is Steve Young following in behind Joe Montana, for those of you that are football fans. And I know Pete was not a big NFL guy. George, one of Peter's terrific Actions was his exposure of the wrongful prosecution of ICE agent Corey Vo- You are right about that. That was a horse that could be ridden forever. And his efforts to su- in support of Corey and his family, that Stephen Littleton, retired law enforcement guy, that's a great memory as well. Right back to the phone lines. Paul, you're on 710 KNUS. What do you remember? Good morning, George. Uh, I, I've forgotten more than I can remember. Um, when I first moved many decades ago to the area, it was Peter and Art Bell. Art Bell, the evening so show, the, love it. The, those were my bookends of the day, um, or at least the next morning. And uh, Peter's passion was um, insightful and contagious, for sure. I mean, you talk about the wrestling, uh, you know, that that's where his passion came through. Uh, I, too, had really no experience with uh, involvement with, with wrestling, but he made it come to, come to life, and those stories, you, you really wanted to engage with it. Uh, the, uh, the, the Corey, uh, yeah, I mean, when I started listening to Pete, Internet connections were making these funny sounds, you know, let's put it that way. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how long I've been, literally, that's how long I've been listening to Pete. And 
And uh, step 13, not only the support for step 13, uh, but the, the way he brought it to life in terms of real life politics and, and the choices we have uh, in, in terms of the long road home that was pushed upon us, um, all his efforts to make our community better were very real. They weren't just taking storylines out of the uh, out of the newspapers and running with it as a as a talk item. He really felt it, and he really wanted to do something with it. And his his mind, uh, uh, I wish I could have that trap that he had with his with his reading the the command of the facts and he not only just had the facts but he used it because you know the 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 phrase that you just mentioned in one of the calls mentioned you know i'm just a reader well he not only read but he took that information incorporated into his worldview and then used it to advocate for his his justice that that he saw around him his uh him having to go through his addictions uh kept him humble for sure um, I certainly don't know. Uh, I, I never met him. I certainly didn't know him, uh, know of him when he was living in Pennsylvania. Um, but we heard all the stories and he was very humble about it. And he, his, you know, he, everyone knew him around here. Uh, he's a, he's certainly a legend and a living legend and will continue to be. Um, but he, he didn't take that. Uh, and walk around with a crown. He was always very humble about it. Uh, and I hope that he gets a a slope named after him at Winter Park. Uh, because that <laughs> you was know a what? passion. That's genius. My man, that is ge- Paul, that ge- <laughs> Billy says a restroom. But I do think the slope <laughs> would be... <laughs> the, the, the wall. What are the walls in the would, restroom? I think it would be called the Pete Boyle sit. You know, they probably have, but a slope I mean, would be you know, great. Look at, look at all all the advertising he did, you know, for them, uh, unpaid advertising because he loved that place, and and rightly so. That's where Boyle's you know, bumps, where I man, right went. there, little moguls. There you go, and then um, and then maybe a street by KNUS. While while you know, Brand X, he was certainly there for a long time. Uh, and he did a lot of good work there, uh, but he certainly felt home at this radio station. So maybe a little street, uh, a little bit more than a bench. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> Paul, something else that I, as I'm listening to you talk about it, and and I know folks are out there listening. And they're like, I remember that too. I remember that too. What, what strikes me is how what in a very American story Pete's life has been, and, and I mean that oh. not in terms of the fact that it was just always doing better, but resilient, right? Like this guy gets punched in the face by life a couple different times. Sometimes he's punching himself in the face through the addiction stuff, but he keeps getting back up and moving forward. Goes from brand X, that thing happens, comes back. I mean, this guy just is so very American and not just his, you know, his memories, his passions, the motorcycle, but just in his story, it's just so resilient. I, you know, I think that's a really good way to describe it, resilience. And, and uh, he just pushed through everything. And, and that's where his integrity shined through. Uh, you know, he, he, he knew where he came from. He never lost that, his, his, his roots. Um, he also, that, that helped his, develop his strong instincts, which he relied on. I mean, look at the Jean Benet 
case oh, yeah. um, or, or the Corey case. All of that, he had the facts, but then he really pushed through with those instincts to double down on this stuff. And he, uh, it was just marvelous. And, and I hope that he continues um, on the radio, and I, and I know he will in some form, with the, with the books, with the stories, because that's – and, and some of the advocacy. Well, I mean, why not? It won't be day-to-day, but he could, he could manage it probably with the podcast, you know, the specials. That, that would be great. And, and I really appreciate your, your work here. I think you're, you're doing a wonderful, oh, wonderful job. Yeah, um, and uh, I hope to also see you someday back in, in, in the political oh, world. man. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I may be the only one in my house that feels that way, but yes, me too. I know. It's a tough it's a tough one to convince the family to put put to put the family through that craziness. craziness. I don't but, know how anybody chooses that. Well, thank you again, George. Paul, great call. Thank you. I love calls like this. This is such an easy, positive, upbeat day. I love it. Paul's line is open at 303-696-1971. Carl, you're on the Peter Boyle Show. You're just doing it with George. Good morning. Nice to talk with you. Great talk with and, you. And uh, thanks for what you're doing. Um, I've gotten to... Uh, talk with him many times over the years, although not a close person. And uh, 1976, I was in studio with him on the radio talking about uh, motorcycle helmet uh, law, arguing uh, both sides of it. You know that Um, you're right about the timing. Interesting. That thing was kicking around for a long time in Colorado. You probably remember that. And that was a visceral reaction from motorcyclists like you don't tell me i gotta wear a helmet you remember all that i mean there were legislators getting death threats from motorcyclists because of a proposal of a helmet law well uh as someone who operated on many of these people uh i i have uh, a real uh distinct memory of it and i i think it was my fault for not going to talk to dick lamb and saying put the law in and and my thought at the time first of all i'm a very free person and can appreciate the time when no one wore a helmet. Uh, But my thought was that uh, some of these people are getting injured and they are a huge burden financially to society where uh, that's something that could have uh, protected society. But uh, anyway, the, the main thing, uh, two main things, first of all, uh, Peter Boyles was the heart of Denver. Really, he uh, he loved the place, uh, and uh, people talk about how conversant he was with everyone and, and freely uh, friendly. The other thing is uh, that I would point out that he really is really an investigative reporter, and it's so sad that we have almost none of those these days. That people are fluffing over things. I grew up in the suburbs of uh, Washington D.C. in Maryland. And I've often said that I can learn more at two weeks of cocktail parties back there than five years of reading the Washington Post and the New York Times. <laughs> that's correct. And, and, and that's what uh, Peter did with Denver. I mean, someone mentioned the Hickenlooper stories earlier and so on. Uh, he would go to the heart of what's going on, the things that uh, uh, left-wing papers uh, in town, for instance, wouldn't publish. Uh and, and bring all of these things up. And he did get some things done. 
And of course, a lot of things got uh, trampled over and, and not taken care of, depending upon your political uh, position. Yeah. But, Dr. Uh, Carl, you, know, you uh, you're highlighting some of these other things. It, it always felt like Pete had a nose for the dirt. You know what I mean? Like he could smell when something just wasn't quite right. Um, there were times, too, where I think he breathed in some things that weren't as bad as he thought. But but by and large, man, this guy could see something and say, hey, this isn't right. This is weird. And he would just keep picking at it until he got to the heart of it. Well, he he would. And uh, again, you know, today how few investigative reporter types there are. Um, people talked about the things that you remember. And there, there are so many that I can't uh, mention a lot of them. But uh, he was a voracious reader, we can put it in those terms. And uh, you've already spoken about uh, his having read the books and prepping for uh, for authors and so on. Um, but the thing that I was most intrigued by were his fascination with the mafia and uh, talking about books regarding what was going on with them and people you'd never heard of or I'd never heard of and so on. Uh, that was that was a storyline. There's so many other storylines to to talk about that he did, uh, and all of us have to appreciate the work that he did, the Step 13, the oh, Children's yeah. Hospital things, and so on. And uh, uh, he he's just a a wonderful person, as I say. I I saw him many times. I wasn't a close friend, but surely recognizable, and we talked with each other many, many times over the years. Carl, fantastic call and great memories. I really do appreciate you keeping us going with this. Blaze, Malcolm, we're going to get to you after a break here. Um, Paul's line is open, 303-696-1971. What i got to tell you, though, is that it's just a little bit of a break into something important, and that is selling your home and buying your home can be tricky. And this, we're talking about our friends here, Gay Ribble at the Ribble Group, fantastic organization that will do wonderful things for you. Inventory, as if you've gone out there, and I have, just to look and see what the prices of the homes in our neighborhood are, it's insane. Inventory's at an all-time low in and around Denver, maybe even the entire state. That's why you got to call Gay with the Ribble Group. Keller Williams Realty DTC, she already has buyers that have signed up with her. And they can that gives you a game-changing advantage as a seller. More demand, multiple offers, and more money. This is how Gay sells three times faster. And listen to this part, $30,500 more on average when compared to other agents. Here's the best part. She has different programs to help you maximize the sale of your home. It's not a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter approach. You'll get the right fit with Gay. Ask about Gay's zero-commission program or about a 24-hour cash offer. 24 hours? Cash? Booyah. Gay Ribble guarantees she will sell your home, that's a guarantee, at 100% of the asking price, or she'll pay you the difference. Please give Gay and her team a call at the Ribble Group at 833-301-SOLD. That's 833-301-SOLD, or visit gayhasthebuyers.com. Gay has the buyers, spelled G-A-Y-E, has the buyers. Com. When we come back, more of you in text, on the phone, everywhere we can get you, 303-696-1971. Until that time, George Brockler filling in for the legendary Peter Boyles. From junior high, the Scorpions right here on 710 KNUS. Uh, listen, George Brockler filling in for the legendary Peter Boyles. We'll get back to your calls and texts. I promise you, you hang on, we get to you. But we really can't do anything till we hear Amy from Alpine Planning tell us 
how in these final two days of Pete's time on the air, the stock market is going to surge. Amy, you're on 710 KNUS. Amy, how are you? (laughs) Well, George, I was very serious with all my data here. And then Billy plays Rock You Like a Hurricane from the Scorpions. (laughs) Awesome. And then it? you ask me that question. So yeah. the, the train has just gone off the track. But <laughs> anyway, for uh, looking forward to seeing you today, by the way, sir. Ditto. Nice to me too. By. Really looking forward to it. I'm going to wear clean clothes. Well, that's. On the radio, you don't have to do already, that. I'm telling you, that's you know, a step. You're moving right. in the right direction. <laughs> Amy, what's going uh, on out there? All right. No comment. No comment. Yeah, yeah. So let's take a look at the numbers here, George. Uh, we've got the Dow off about 65. S&P off just by a hair, off about six, NASDAQ slightly negative. And um, we were listening to a really good market commentary yesterday evening, and I think it's important. A great market speaker, solid economist, and it really kind of helps to reset the stage, understand volatility, and frame things in in, in a long-term perspective. So a couple of key points here. First of all, inflation. Talked a lot about inflation. Uh, inflation right now is high, right? Dangerous, unsettling. But a key point here, George, that I think a lot of people don't, you know, overlook, so to speak, uh, no inflation means no economic growth. And when the U.S. economy grew at over 6% in 2021, as compared to 2%, which is more normal, you know, you're basically in an overheating pressure cooker kind of a situation. And that's why we're seeing this. The second thing, intra-year declines on the S&P 500. Believe it or not, 2021, the uh, biggest intra-year decline was only 5%. Volatility, huh. extremely low. Normal is 14% wow. from peak to trough. So, you know, again, it, it, uh, I could go on and on with some of these data points. I know you've got listeners on hold, but the key point here is going to be, you know, make sure you understand the data that you're watching. Ask the right questions. Uh, market fundamentals are always going to beat the, uh, you know, the day-to-day headlines. And if anyone needs any guidance, hi, hun. Sorry, George. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's all right. I appreciate being called that. Here while I I've do been radio. called worse. So I'm going to wrap right. it up. And if anyone has questions, call Brian, Gabe, and me. We'll see what we can do to help. Uh, Amy, Alpine Pla- first off, hi to your little one. Alpine Planning Group is a comprehensive financial planning firm committed to improving your long-term financial ses- success. Investing is a matter of trust, and they are prepared to earn yours and your kids, too. Call them at 303-843-0918 today. Amy, I will see you this afternoon. Super. All right. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC and registered investment advisor. Alpine Planning Group and Woodbury Financial Services, Inc. are not affiliated entities. 14 West Dry Creek Circle, Littleton, Colorado, 80120. That's real people doing real great work. I love those folks out at Alpine Planning. You should give them a call. You should, too. Listen, I promise... Blaze, Malcolm, Dwayne, everybody else on hold. All these texts, there's too many for me to read in just one sitting here. So I'm going to go through them over this small break. And when we come back, it's you about Pete right here, 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.